Who's, who's heading to the, to the lake after this? Anyone? Show of hands. Hopefully we've got a good crew going. Uh, today is Baptism Sunday at Spring Hill. That's why we brought the church together in one service. We've been doing this for a few years now. And we have, it, it's, it's crazy. We have two baptisms today and then another two baptisms next Sunday and one to follow after that. Uh, so we are definitely in a season of, of baptizing. Um, but I, I want to invite you if, you, if you are not getting baptized today, and that's most of us, all but two. Uh, to consider the remember your baptism part of this event, uh, which, is, which is a significant part uh, of what we've done here at Spring Hill. And that is you walk out into the water and um, if there's something that you've been wanting to give to the Lord, maybe it's a rough year, maybe it's a fear that you've had, maybe, uh, maybe you've had a milestone in your life in the, in the last few months that you wanna give thanks for, whatever it is. Um, in our baptism, we're, we're told by God, he is faithful, right? And so we're going to offer you this opportunity to come out in the water today and to remember God's faithfulness. And we're going to talk about that in the sermon. But I, I just want to give you that particular invite when we're at the lake uh, to, to feel free to come forward after the baptisms. We'll walk you through it. And what happens in the remember your baptism is the elders will take water. We're not baptizing you, but we'll take water and splash it on your shoulders as a remembrance of your baptism and, uh, and pray for you. So uh, speaking of prayer, let's, uh, let's begin our time this morning with a, a word. Will you pray with me? Lord, great is thy faithfulness. God, as we look out over our lives and we think about our waywardness, our fears, our failures, our challenges, our sorrows, our struggles, God, you are faithful. When we think about the, the fact that we are all in this place this morning with your, your word open, that your church is is alive and well, that we are looking to baptize new believers this morning. God, we, we thank you that you are faithful. God, as we open up your word and we, we listen to it, we are amazed that you speak to us by the Holy Spirit through your words. God, we give you thanks that we have access to you through Jesus Christ to not only hear your word to us, but also give our word to you and to Go to you in prayer, knowing that you hear us. Lord, great is thy faithfulness. So Lord, now in that goodness and that mercy and that love, as we, as we uh, spend some time this morning thinking about what baptism is and thinking about what your word would have for us in our lives, Lord, we pray, make us attentive to what you would have. God, take all the distractions of this, this, this world, Lord, and help us to leave them to the side for a minute and to focus on you. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen, amen. Well, if you're joining with us for the first time this morning, welcome, welcome. It's good to have you in our midst. And we've been walking through in the, over the last year through the, the gospel of John. Uh, and we're actually getting close to the end. Um, but this morning, we're taking a break from that. And we're going to turn to the, the book of Ephesians, of all places. The letter of Paul to the Ephesians. And we're going to read a, just a short uh, six verses. Uh, from Paul in chapter four. And here's my commitment to you this morning. This sermon's gonna dive deep quick. Okay, we're gonna get deep really quick. It's shorter than most other sermons that I've, I've given, but, uh, but there's some significance to baptism and belonging. So listen to that as we read this scripture together. Let's hear God's word. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility 
gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you are called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God endures forever. So I want to talk this morning about what it means to belong. When you think about that, when you think about the, the word belonging, being a part of something bigger than yourself, what, what comes to mind? You know, one of the first things that I think about when I hear the word belong is like a, a gym membership. Right, where you pay the fees up front and with that payment comes these, these certain rights and privileges and before you know it, you now belong. My gym is your gym. Or just yesterday, I was flipping through the channels and I randomly turned to a, a soccer game on NBC. Anybody else see that yesterday? Liverpool versus Norwich. And the stadium is, is packed full, right? Both sides are, are singing these chants the entire game. Their, their arms are around each other. They're waving back and forth. It, it seemed like there wasn't a person in that stadium that didn't belong on one side or the other. You could feel the energy between the players and those in the stands. What do you belong to? How about this one? Let's try this one out for size. How about belonging to your family? You know, for better or for worse, we, we all belong to our last name, right? And we know that comes with a mixed bag of, of benefits, but also baggage. But in the end, however you spell it out, however you see your lineage, you belong. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you really thought about it, we could find all sorts of examples of belonging in our lives, couldn't we? We belong to country clubs. We belong to Costco. We belong to social groups, neighborhoods. We could go on and on. This morning, I want to talk about a different kind of belonging, though. I want to talk about a much more significant kind of belonging. You might see where I'm going with this already. I want to talk about what it means to belong to the Lord. You know, of all the things that we belong to in this life, everything else that we just talked about pales in comparison to that belonging, right? Because that belonging is an eternal kind of belonging. So focus with me on this. What does it mean for us to belong to Christ? I bring this up because Baptism Sunday reminds us that belonging is ultimately what baptism is about. You see that up on the screens. Let me see it again. Belonging is ultimately what baptism is is all about. So here's what I want to do for the next few minutes. I want to explore with you what it is to belong as God's people. And to answer that question, I want to take you all the way back to the very beginning of God's word, all the way back to the book of Genesis for a little bit. Because it's, it's here that this reality of belonging begins to take form. It starts with this man that we know as Abram. Abram is 99 years old. He's childless and you might even say a godless sort of man. And the Lord comes to Abram and he makes him this unique promise. He tells Abram, go out into the night sky and look up. Look at this in Genesis 15. It says, and as Abraham stares at these cosmos, God says, number the stars. So your offspring shall be that great a number. Think about that. 99 years old and God tells Abram, you're going to be a father not just to one child, but a multitude of nations. And God then tells me, he says, here's my plan. I will bless you and make your name great. In other words, let's just paraphrase that. God tells Abram, you and your family now belong to me. 
He says, whoever blesses you, I will bless. Whoever curses you, I will curse. And God makes this promise not just with Abram, but from this point forward, he makes a covenant with a people who now belong to him. Genesis 15, 6 tells us Abram believed in the Lord and it was counted to him as righteousness. God changed his name from Abram to Abraham, which means father of many. And with that promise of belonging, God now gives a sign. Look at this in 17, 10. This is my covenant, which you shall keep, God says, between me and you and your offspring after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. It shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. You know, if we think about what it is to belong, Abraham is a really good place to start, right? That, that story shows us that our God is a belonging kind of God. And with that belonging, God brings a sign of the covenant. He says, I will be their God and they will be my people and here's how they'll know. Again, think with me about all the many things that you belong to. There, there always seems to be some sort of sign that goes with that belonging, doesn't there? If you belong to the gym, you get the little plastic card with a, a barcode on your keychain. Everybody know what I'm talking about? And wherever you go, that now signifies your, your membership, right? Or here's another one. Maybe you just moved to Bozeman and, and, and you notice that the, all of the, the town seems to have these stickers on their back windows with the same number. What is it? 406. Like the rest of the world has no idea what that means. They could care less. But we're proud of that number, aren't we? It marks that we belong. Or again, think about your family or your sports team. A few years ago, we snuck off to Disneyland and family after family had these, these themed shirts, right? All in the same color with the name plastered across the front. Mom's paying the kids off just so they'll play along. At the stadium, we, we wear the same colors to match our team. See, belonging comes with a sign, right? And in the Old Testament, God's sign to Abraham signified that he was now a child of the promise. You belong to him. And as a descendant of Abraham, you were now chosen, called, and blessed by God with the same sign and the same covenant. So let me ask you, what does that have to do with Baptism Sunday? See, that covenant that God made with Abraham, it was really just the beginning. God's word tells us that through this promise to Abraham, the world would now be blessed and restored. But here's the problem that came with that promise, that, that old covenant. God's people would never live up to that, right? They were constantly breaking their side of the deal. From Moses to David, time and time again, they turned their backs on the one whom they belonged to. God's people stumbled every step of the way. And yet God's promise remains, right? His word tells us the lineage of Abraham will bless the earth. So how does that happen? How does a broken, sinful people make that promise happen? How is this covenant going to come to fruition? Here's the fun part. The seed, the ultimate seed of Abraham is Jesus Christ. You can follow Abraham's lineage all the way and find that the fulfillment of God's promise to this 99-year-old man is Christ. The first chapter of Matthew's gospel tells us so. For God so loved the world, we know that, that he gave his one and only son, and with the gift of Christ comes a new promise, one that fulfills the old. And this new covenant wasn't just for Abraham and his children anymore. No, this time it would be for all those who put their trust in him. Look at how Galatians 3 connects the dots. It says, consider Abraham. He believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. 
The scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. See, it's no longer Abraham and his offspring who belong to God. It's no longer just the Jewish faith. But now for all those in Christ, you have the promise. I will be your God. And by the life, death, and resurrection of Christ, you will be my people. And the sign of the new promise was what? Baptism. We just read in our call to worship this morning, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and do what? Baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, we belong to one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And our belonging comes with a sign. You know, I think so often we misunderstand what baptism really is. We, we live in this individualistic culture where we forget that the corporate aspect of that sign that's been given to us is for all of us. Baptism isn't just about me and my relationship with God. It's not about my, my shining moment in the water. It's about God's promise to his people. Beginning with Abraham and his offspring all the way to Jesus Christ and the church, baptism is God's covenant, not just for me, but for all who trust in him. And in that promise, we're told we belong. You know, if you understand that history and that sort of premise, then all of a sudden baptism takes on an entirely different meaning. Baptism tells the world, you, you not only belong to the Lord, but you belong to the church. We belong to each other. See, this is why we do baptism in community and not in private, because God didn't just call one man, he called a people. And here's the important part. His desire was that we would all be one. Seven times in seven verses this morning, we see that word one. One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all. And what I want us to see as we, we go into the lake this morning is that this act of baptism now signifies our unity in Christ. No matter how you came to the Lord, there's two things that are stark clear, I guarantee it. One, we all came dirty. We all showed up with filthy rags, covered in sin, lost in the ways of this world. No one got here on our own. But two, second, only by his blood were we washed clean and adopted as his children. Still to this day, you can go around the world and you can find the church baptizing as a sign of that promise. Right? Some pour the water, some sprinkle, some immerse. We can argue all day about why which one's better than the other. But whatever the method, baptism is a reminder that we now belong to that one Lord, to that one faith, to that one body. You might be a Coptic Christian. You might be an Eastern Orthodox Christian. You, you might be a Spring Hill Church follower of Jesus. Baptism reminds us that in Christ, we are one. And that really brings me to the crux of the matter. Let me just return to, to my question. If baptism is about belonging and community to the Lord, what does that mean to you? Really consider that. What does it mean for you to belong to this body? Let me get really practical and land the plane for a minute. Life is unnerving right now, isn't it? It has been for some time. Smoke-filled skies, delta on the rise, inflation abounding, wondering what school will be like for our children. This is our reminder this morning. Baptism means you belong. You know, we weren't meant to do this life by ourselves. And I feel like there's this, this new connect and disconnect in the church today. You know, the, the idea of belonging to one another in the Lord has sort of faded. 
We stare out at a future that seems impossible to plan for, and the, the day's phrases are burned out and exhaustion. But here's our friendly reminder this morning. In our baptism, you are engrafted to the body of Christ. You don't do this life alone. We now do this together in Jesus. You know, a sheep isolated in the wilderness is far more prone to wander into its demise. But a flock under their shepherd rests in the safety of his hand. Just flesh this out with me for a minute. When you belong to the gym, that's a reciprocal relationship, right? Like the only way to receive the benefits of that membership is to participate. You can pay the monthly fee, but if you, if you never show up, you'll never get out of it what you don't put in. Anybody here do CrossFit? How much fun is CrossFit by yourself? Or when you think about a community like Bozeman or, or Liverpool, right? But belonging to the greater whole means we have a responsibility. In Bozeman, we have all kinds of challenges in front of us. The, the census just told us what we already know. We're exploding in growth. And so with that rise in population now comes crisis, housing, lack of employment, childcare. To belong to Bozeman means we need to be doing something to bless this place. But more than all that, let me ask you again, what did it mean to belong to the church? You know, we said at Spring Hill, we're a church to call home, a, a church that strives for authentic relationships, generations connecting, and neighbors being loved. And if you think about it, in my head, it kind of becomes this, this jigsaw puzzle, right? You may have heard this analogy before, but in our baptism, every piece belongs. Every piece has its own shape. Some, some of us have those nodes on them, right? And maybe those represents the strength that we bring Others, we have those indentations on our piece, and maybe that explains the weakness that we have. But as you put each piece of the puzzle together, you begin to realize just how vital togetherness in Christ really is. When one piece has a weakness, the, the other one is there to link in its strength. If one piece is missing, the rest of the puzzle feels the loss. Each piece brings its own abstract colors that add to the greater whole. And what unites us, what unites us in that puzzle together is the promise that was first made to Abraham and fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Baptism reminds us we belong body, mind, and soul to the Lord, but not just me. In our belonging, every one of us play a vital part to the church. Where we're not only blessed, but we're called to be a blessing. Look at this in Genesis 12, 1 to 2. I want you to see how this was the case from the very beginning. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and bless you and make your name great. But why? So that you will be a blessing. Why did God choose a random 99-year-old man out in the desert? Choose a people that would follow after him to be fulfilled in, in a covenant with Jesus Christ? So that we would be a blessing. That together we would join Christ in blessing this world. See, following Jesus doesn't mean just receiving the benefits, but as his people, we join Jesus, who is the culmination of the benefit. So here's my final challenge as we, we head to the lake this morning. What do you need to recommit to in your life as a part of the body of Christ? Where have you seen relationships break down and how do you need to become a rebuilder for him? What are the excuses that maybe have come far too easily to disengage? What's one way you can reconnect? What does it look like for us to live into that belonging again? It's crazy. From prison, of all places, Paul wrote these words. 
I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of calling to which you have been called, with all humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit. There is one body, one Spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all. You belong to him and to us. Let me pray for us. Lord, we return to your faithfulness and we declare that your faithfulness is is beyond measure. Lord, the greatness, the vastness of your, your promise kept to a people is astounding. God, when we think about the fact that you would call us by name, that you have chosen us, and that in Jesus' name you've made us blameless, righteous, holy, set apart for the purpose of bringing blessings, God, we praise you for that gift. We praise you that in our baptisms we're reminded of the salvation we have in Jesus' name, but not just that we are saved, but that we are saved for a purpose, that we belong, Lord. So God, I just pray for, for those of us that might feel disconnected, maybe isolated, maybe wayward, divided. God, we pray would you unify us again when we watch the baptisms this morning, when we walk out in the water, when we remember your faithfulness to us despite our wandering. God, we pray make us mindful of your covenant promise and your covenant people. Lord, we thank you that we can belong to you. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen.